Saturday. Okay, let's open our Bibles back to the book of Romans. I'm still in Romans 12. Still in Romans 12, a continuation. Well, I enjoyed the good liberty that we had this morning. And uh, I feel like the Lord's trying to help us in these verses. Verse 1 and 2 of Romans 12. Verse 1 deals with man's responsibility. If you want a transformation in your life, you want to be a better dad, you want to be a better mom, a better Christian, brother, brother, sister, then there, God requires some things of you. Verse 1 deals with what man's responsibility is. I had thought that we'd get into verse 2 tonight and we would deal with what God does for us once we do our end. Once we take care of our responsibility, uh, then I thought we would deal with that tonight. But while I, was, while I was preaching this morning, I saw another phrase that I think we'd best deal with because it's important. And it has to do with what we have to do. So for sure, we need to know what we have to do. We want transformation power of the Spirit at work in our life. Then it's important that we know our part. What is our part? Well, there's another little phrase here that I want to share with you. We'll read these two verses again. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Let's pray. Father, would you help us tonight? Lord, uh, we need you. We need the transforming power of the Spirit. God, we're not satisfied with mediocre. We're not satisfied with a mediocre church. I'm not satisfied being a mediocre preacher. And my feeling is there's a lot of people here that are not satisfied with being mediocre Christians. Would you help us to excel? Lord, I pray that you'd help us to see some things tonight. And Lord, we could apply them to our life. Lord, that we could put them into action. And Lord, that you might take us and make us extraordinary. Do that now as only you can, and we'll thank you for all that's accomplished. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. I want to think about tonight one last area here that is our job if we want God to do the transforming in our lives. This one's tough. What I'm going to preach tonight is beyond ground level Christianity. When I get into it, it's advanced. I'm going to preach about a Christian tonight that you probably know very few of. Really, when you get right down to it, you probably know very few of them. And we'll look at that here just a little bit tonight. Now, we've already talked about 
the conversion and transformation, and I've said it again and again, but I'll say it again tonight. None of this works if you've never been saved. Uh, you can turn over new leaves, try out new things. It'll never work without being born again. Can I say this? That's why it's important to help missionaries go into the prisons. Because all them programs in the prisons, all that does is make smarter inmates, and they'll turn around and come right back. The only chance that an inmate has of not coming back to jail is getting born again. And so there's no way, uh, there's no way for any of the rest of this to work if you don't have the conversion part. And so we talked about that. Then this morning, I preached a little bit on the how that you must sacrifice yourself and some things to consider. We're considering the mercies of God. And Paul said, when you consider how good God has been to you, how could you not sacrifice to a God that's been that good? I preached on that a little while this morning. Now tonight, I want us to look at this end phrase. And I want to preach a little while on the consecration of transformation. So God says that this sacrifice, if you're going to put yourself on the altar, you're going to give yourself to God, you're going to be used by the Lord. He said it's got to be three things. It's got to be living, it's got to be holy, it's got to be acceptable. Those three things are the requirements for a man to be blessed and used of the Lord. He must be living, he must be holy, and he must be acceptable. Those are the three things I want to deal with tonight. I'm going to ask you this question. This morning I gave the invitation. I said, anybody that wants to lay their self on the altar and say, here am I, Lord, send me. And before I got done preaching, the altar started filling up. People saying it. Oh, here am I, Lord, send me. But see, being used of God is more than just saying some words. If it were that easy, we'd all get in on it. We'd all just stay up and say, here I am, Lord, send me. That's easy. But God said if you're going to come and lay yourself out as, a, out as a sacrifice, there's some things I expect out of you. There's a way I expect you to do that. Oh my. A Bible way. Let's look at it tonight. Number one, he said you've got to be living. Well, we've all got that down, right? Watch this. Everybody real quick, are you with me? Let's take one big deep breath. Here we go. Everybody took one, right? That means you're a candidate for what I'm preaching on tonight. By the way, you're also a candidate to praise the Lord. Because David said, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And so if you're living and breathing tonight, you are a candidate for what I'm preaching on this evening. Now the sacrifices of the Old Testament were dead sacrifices. And it had to do with that covenant. It was a covenant that, that was all about death and a covenant that was all about wrong and a covenant that was all about fault. But aren't you glad tonight that you and I are partakers of a new and better covenant? And the Bible said that it's established on new and better promises. And what you and I are in on tonight 
is a new and living covenant. And we're a part of, uh, we're a part of life. And while surrendering our life to Christ means death to self, it is the path to real and everlasting life. I thought about the old song as I stayed on this. I just started living, got me a brand new life, changed my direction, took away all my strife. I'm a newborn believer. It's holy and feeling. The day's getting brighter. The load's getting lighter. I just started living. I say to you tonight that outside of Christ there is no life. People are living. They're going about their business. They're working jobs. But it's a dead end straight. Without the Lord Jesus Christ there is no life. My friend, when you surrender yourself to the Lord Jesus, when you submit yourself and sacrifice yourself to him on the altar, what you'll find is that life is richer and life is fuller and life is better. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in Matthew 16, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. I didn't know anything about life until I started serving God. It is the real life. It's a new and living and better way. I'm glad, thank God, for a living hope. So you got to be alive. The Lord don't want your deadness. That's the reason he's interested in these kids. I remember hearing one time of an illustration. There was a young lady in a Sunday school class and every week the teacher would give the invitation and then she'd catch this young lady outside the Sunday school class and she'd say, Kaylee, I know that you've never been saved and the Lord has laid it on my heart. I, I wish you would get saved. And she'd say, she'd say, one of these days I will she said, I want to live my life out. I'm young and I want to have some fun and there's things I want to do and see. But one of these days, I will give my life to the Lord. It came Kaylee's birthday. It was her birthday. The Sunday school teacher some weeks before her birthday had bought some roses and had left them out in the sunshine and allowed them to wilt. The flower petals were falling off. The water that they were in was all brown. And so she went into the Sunday school room that day and she said to Kaylee, I've got you a present for your birthday, something I want you to have. And she brought out them old brown dead flowers and she handed them to her and she said, here you go, sweetheart. I hope you like your birthday present. Well, Kaylee was incensed by it. She said, listen, that, that offends me. Why would you have done that? And she said, sweetheart, don't you realize that's what you're doing to God? While your life is young and vibrant, you're saying, I've got other things to do. I've got other friends to hang around. I want to do other things. And then one day when my life, when the petals are faded, and when my life is nearly gone, then I will give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you young people something. God wants you now. That's the reason the book of Ecclesiastes says, Remember now thy creator in the days of thy youth. While the evil days come not. Uh, listen, when you get older, things change. Uh, while you're young, uh, while you're excitable, uh, while you've got energy, uh, serve the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. Uh, lay yourself out as a sacrifice. Uh, he wants a living sacrifice. 
So number one, it's living. Number two, he said, I want that sacrifice to be holy. Holy. Now, every sacrifice of the Old Testament required first a consecration. You didn't bring just any old nasty animal to sacrifice to the Lord. If it was a lamb, it had to be spotless and without blemish. And so you had to bring holy sacrifices. Now that's a problem. To me, that presents a problem. Because I'm not holy. I still live in this old flesh. I still have trouble with it, amen. And I still face it, and so I'm not holy. But we know that God has commanded us to be holy. He said, I'm holy, so be ye holy. I'm gonna make a statement right here and hear me out. Don't fall out with me when I first make it. But in this day and age when we're so bombarded with wickedness on every hand, I believe it's impossible to live a holy life outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus makes it possible, but outside of Jesus, I believe it's impossible to do. And so we gotta think about what it is to be holy. How can we be holy? God said this sacrifice, if we're gonna lay our life out, what he wants is a holy life. He wants a clean vessel. How are we gonna do that? Well, let's think about it. Now, there's three ways that everybody in here lives your life. One of these three ways, every Christian. You're either sensual, when we think about sensual, we think some kind of horrible, terrible sin. But I want you to think about this. When I make the statement, I'm cold, that's a sensual statement because I have felt that with my senses. When I say I'm, my, my feelings are hurt, that's a sensual statement because I have felt that with my senses. When I say I, that stinks or that smells bad, that's a sensual statement because I have sensed that with my senses, with my, my, my smell. Now, a sensual Christian, everybody is sensual to a degree because we all taste, feel, smell, all that. But a sensual Christian bases his entire life off of what he can feel, taste, smell, hear. That's what he bases his entire life off of and that makes them a sensual Christian. They say things like this, I'm not going to prayer meeting Wednesday night, it's too hot, that's sensual. I can't go to prayer meeting, I'm too tired, that's sensual. I can't, I can't be involved in the church, I, they, they make me feel bad, that's sensual. You say, well, you, I can't go and witness to the folks in the slums, they smell bad, that's sensual. You see a lot of Christians, they live their life as brute beasts, really, because they live it off of their senses. Everything's about how I feel. Everything's about what I think. Everything's about my understanding of the situation. And they're completely 100% sensual living. Then there's those that live what I call soulish living. Now, this is a catch. These people... It's so close to being spiritual that if you're not careful, you'll confuse it with being spiritual. Let me tell you what I think. These social people, these, these soulish people, now listen to me, I told you this is gonna be advanced. I ain't gonna preach as hard as I preached this morning. 
They live in one, they got three things going on. That is intellect, 